Hey everybody out there in podcast land, this is Chris, the public safety guru, bringing you another lecture in the season two NREMT EMT lecture prep series. Today is a bonus lecture podcast as we're going to be talking about the use of OPQRST during cardiovascular emergencies. But before that, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the EMT Tutor or head on over to our webpage, thepublicsafetyguru.com for up-to-date information about everything EMT. We will be making a huge change on the webpage this week, so you definitely want to stay tuned. We also have exclusive content for those that become podcast members or join our Patreon channel, which can be found by searching for The EMT Tutor. There you can find exclusive members-only podcasts, study guides, and tests. All right, on to your learning. OPQRST is one of those mnemonics that can be utilized for not only assessing pain, but can also be used in respiratory distress patients. But for today's bonus podcast, we're going to be talking about this mnemonic and using it for pain. Don't forget that OPQRST stands for O for onset, P for provocation and palliation, Q for quality, R for region slash radiation, S for severity, and T for timing. All right, so let's now break this up and specifically talk about O for onset. If the patient is able to tell you, ask the patient when did the problem begin. You can also follow up by asking the patient if they know what may have caused the pain but don't be surprised if the patient is unable to answer that second part of the question. Now we're going to talk about provocation and palliation. As with the word provocation, we want to know what provoked the pain. What was the patient doing when the pain started? Now, based upon your cardiovascular lecture, we have, or I should say, you should have learned that if the patient is having an AMI, sometimes that pain is non-provoked. Quite simply, the patient was not exerting themselves when the pain came on, and this should definitely alert you, as opposed to angina pectoris, which is normally induced by stress or exertion. Now that we have an understanding of how the pain may have been provoked, we want to find out if anything makes it better or worse. Ask the patient, does the pain change if you move into another position? Does the pain increase or decrease with a deep respiration? Is there anything that makes it or changes that pain? Including, did the patient take any type of medications prescribed or not prescribed? So we're looking at this point in time for palliation, which does anything change the pain? That's what we're looking for here. Now we're going to move on to quality. Ask the patient to describe his or her pain. Let the patient use their own words. Don't put words in their mouth. If the patient is unable to describe the pain, then you can give them some choices. When I have a patient that is unable to describe their pain, this is what I will ask them. Is your pain more like a heaviness, pressure, burning, tearing, dull ache, stabbing, 
or needle-like. I'm giving them choices. Hopefully your patient will be able to pick one of those to help you with your assessment. All right, let's talk about region and radiation. I like to ask the patient, with one finger, can you point to where the pain hurts the most? Once your patient shows you where that epicenter is at, now you can ask them if this pain travels anywhere else throughout the body. Now, sometimes patients will have difficulty describing radiation, so you can ask them, does the pain go into your jaw, any of your arms, your back, your stomach? Help them out. But once again, you got to give them choices. All right, now we're going to move on to severity. For severity, they would like us to use the 0 to 10 scale. I'll ask my patient, on a scale from 0 to 10, 10 being the worst pain you've ever had in your life, what is, what is this pain today? The number that the patient gives us, you need to record as you're going to use this number to ascertain if any of your treatment modalities are working or if the patient is worsening. The last thing is timing. Now, depending on the program you're in, some people like to use T for how long has this been going on. We also want to ensure at this point if the pain has been intermittent or continuous because there are times, especially with angina, where the patient's pain has subsided but then comes back because they started to exert themselves again. So this is a good time to ask that question. Has the pain been continuous or has it been intermittent? Give your patient those choices. And once again, you want to find out how long this pain has been going on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it with this bonus lecture. Remember, you can listen to these podcasts ad-free by subscribing and becoming a member either through this podcast or by joining our Patreon channel. Membership grants exclusive learning content such as member-exclusive podcasts, quizzes, tests, and study guides. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the EMT Tutor. And last, if you're able to leave any type of feedback based upon the podcast app that you're using, please do. And last, as a favor, let all of your fellow students in your program know about this podcast. I would really appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again. Thank you for listening and happy EMTing.